You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Ian, look at this. What, it's a police box. What on earth are you doing here? Well, these things are usually on the street. Feel it. Feel it, you feel it? It's vibration. It's alive. Earth Station Who, a fun mashup celebrating nearly 50 years of the Doctor Who universe. Hold tight. You never know where the TARDIS is going next. You're probably a bit confused right now. I broke the glass. It's all come back to me. This. What is this? That's my ship. What? Let me take it from the top. Hello. I'm the doctor. I'm a traveller in space and time. And that thing buried down there is called a TARDIS. Time and relative dimension in space. You're gonna love this. Howdy, listeners, and welcome to another episode of the Earth Station Who podcast. That's right, folks. We are back, and we are going to go back to the Second Doctor era, and we are going to be looking at the Dominators, the first of the sixth season of Doctor Who, and it actually features, of course, Patrick Troughton as the Doctor, and, of course, Fraser Hines and Wendy Padbury as Jamie and Zoe. So it's actually going to be a ton of fun to talk all about this one and it's been one I actually haven't seen in probably about 20 years and the first only time I had seen this was actually at a Doctor Who convention back in Los Angeles so it was pretty cool so this is a great great one and this one was actually picked by our guest tonight let's welcome Veronica to the show welcome hello how are you dear I am fabulous what? awesome that's great for yeah. a Tuesday night yeah <laughs> that is really cool well, it is really awesome to have you back on the show. And, Thanks. you know, you're usually here with your hubby, Charles. Mm-hmm. And it is, you know, great to have you solo because actually Charles is going to be on our next episode because he's getting to pick his. Yes. I was I was a little nervous because this is the first time I've been on a podcast without Chuck. He's really? been on podcasts without me, but I haven't been on any without him. Oh. <laughs> we'll, be, we'll be gentle. Don't worry. We'll, we'll, we'll be nice to you, Henry. Hopefully I'll have enough to say. I'm not usually a talker. Well, I think you'll be fine. I really I really don't think you'll have any problem with that. Because it's interesting because, you know, when we asked you to be on the show, we or you gave us a list of different episodes, and this one came up, and it was like, we haven't talked about this one? And we were really shocked by that. Um, I know, you know, you gave us some of the new series. You gave us some of the old series. Do you want to give us a little bit of your history with Doctor Who? Uh, Yeah. So I started getting into Doctor Who uh, fairly late. It was um, was Matt Smith era, but the first episode I actually saw, um, not realizing what it was, was the first um, David Tennant episode, the Christmas special. Oh, wow. Um, Yeah. So um, my... My uh, half-brother had gotten a bootleg copy of it and had brought it for my dad dad and my sisters to watch, and they were all excited about it. I had no idea what this was, but I saw it, and I watched it, and cool, awesome. Um, then at one point, um, I was visiting someone, and 
they were in the, they were doing a D and D campaign, and I wasn't a part of it. I got stuck there because of a flight. They're like, "Here, watch this, and you'll love it." And it was a season one of the new series. Oh, um, cool! Yeah, and I pretty much finished that in a day. Oh, wow! <laughs> While I I hung out there and like binge the first season that he had on DVD uh, while I was waiting for the next flight out of there. Um, And then when I got back, I started digging into it and I found all of the old serials. And so I was like, I'm going to go back and watch all of them. Um, Not realizing how many, (laughs) (laughs) how many were um, lost. It's going to take more than an afternoon. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And so I started right from the beginning a uh, very first uh, episode, the Unearthly Child, and I went through from there. And I don't remember which episode this was. It was probably the third or fourth serial. Um, but they spent twenty minutes jumping over a chasm, and I just could not do it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, but not long after that, I got with Chuck, and he was very much into Doctor Who, and um, we found all of them because that was the time when Doctor Who was big on Netflix, which is why it got sure. big in America. So um, just kind of jumped into it from there. Yeah, because I think I first met you um, was at Hulanta when you guys were doing the Felt and Nerdy stuff with Doctor Who. So yes. I had always. Felt nerdy. This, exactly. And I always felt like. You guys were huge Doctor Who fans, and I thought, you know, oh, they've got to be experts at this. They've got to be because <laughs> you guys pulled it off really, really well. That's that's all Chuck and his writing. He's very good at that. That's I awesome. build. He he writes. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! So you're the creative. It balances out. Oh yeah, you both are creative in your own way. That's pretty awesome. Absolutely. That is really cool. We're very happy to have you on the show. Yeah. And of course, we have our regulars with us. Of course, let's say howdy to Mr. Mike Gordon. Howdy. And we, of course, have Ms. Mary Ogo with us. Hi, everybody. It is fantastic to be here. And we have you guys at home. So definitely, please write us feedback at earthstationwho.com. We definitely would love to hear from you guys. Tell us what you guys thought about what's going on with the plans for the 60th anniversary. Um, you know, we don't spoil here, so you could write us about it. We could talk to you about it off the air, but we're not going to talk about it here because, you know, yeah, everyone's seen the pictures of Tenet, but, you know, we're not going to, you know, say anything more about it because we don't know and nothing's been officially confirmed. And, you know, there's some rumors that, you know, if they come true, I'll be gleeing and doing a fan dance all around the bed, the room here. But, you know, if not, I'll be going damn it you know so you know we have egg on our face half the time anyway so you know why add to it so it's pretty cool (laughs) so definitely write us and we're going to be talking tonight about the dominators in a second because there is no new doctor who news so we might as well jump in with both feet We 
We're going back to 1968 from the 10th of August till the 7th of September, a five-part episode. So this is going to be an interesting one. When I first saw it, it's like, oh, the Troughton era, this has to be at least a six-parter or something. And they threw a loop <laughs> into it, and it's only five episodes. Yeah. So let's start with Veronica. You know, this was your pick. Why did you choose this one? Um, so this is my – Troughton is my favorite doctor of the classic era. Um, and – Zoe and Jamie are my favorite companions. This is my favorite team here. So there would have been other uh, Jamie and uh, Doctor episodes that I would have preferred, uh, but they are all either already talked about or um, so much of it is missing. It's not really quite as worth it because um, some of them don't. You don't even have the audio for much less the the video. Sure. Um, but I, I I remember this one and finding it as or or not finding it on the list of the ones you've done i'm like oh good this one's a complete serial and it has the doctor and zoe and jamie this is perfect um and i i this is probably my second time having watched this and um i had in preparation i had like listened to some of their podcasts because i don't tend to have opinions i'm like yeah it's awesome and that tends to be it um (laughs) so I was listening to some other podcasts just to get some ideas and steal people's words. And and everyone else really was down on it. And I was surprised. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. I can understand, you know, some of it was kind of repetitive, you know, the back yeah. and forth. But that's classic series Doctor Who right there. Yeah. So, you know, let me ask the others and get them involved. Mary or Mike, was this your first time seeing this one? It was my first time, yes. My first time as well. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Yeah, like I had mentioned, I had been to, you know, a, a Doctor Who con in Los Angeles when I was um, still living there. And this was one, in the video room, this was one that they actually showed because they had all the episodes at the time. And it was like, and I think it was, this was one of the first I had actually seen uh, the Doctor, Jamie, and Zoe together in. Altogether, because Invasion wasn't all out yet at that point, because they <laughs> there were some missing episodes at the point at that point. So you know, so this was my first exposure. I had seen Jamie and the Doctor in Tomb of the Cybermen before that, but you know, so I, I was familiar with it. But this was interesting because this was the team. I agree with uh, Veronica. This is my favorite team of the Troutney era. Jamie, I could watch. Just the doctor and Jamie in a rowboat yes. for hours yes. and hours. Yep. <laughs> their, their double act is, is awesome. But yes. Zoe's a good addition. Oh, Absolutely. she is. Absolutely. She's a great part of the team, and she's not, she doesn't stand around doing nothing. She doesn't scream. <laughs> she's very intelligent. And, uh, and the doctor, I, I get the feeling the doctor listens to both of them and respects them. I mean, he teases them. Yeah. But, it, but it's all very, um, you know, kind of very fond. <laughs> Yes. And they just make, you know, it's really fun to watch them run around solving the mystery. Mm-hmm. Very much. Yeah, when I, when I first uh, realized we, we were doing the nominators, I looked, you know, I pulled it up on BritBox and I was thinking that it was earlier than it was. So I thought it was going to be a, a Hartnell one. And so I was dialing up my BritBox and looking for it and looking for it. And I was like, I can't find it. So then I went to the second doctor and, 
you know, finally in the sixth season, I, I found it and I was like, thank God. <laughs> I was like, because, thank you, because, Fox. because, yeah, because, uh, you know, no offense to the other stuff that's come before this, but this is my favorite. This might be my favorite, like, TARDIS trio uh, of all time. Like, they just are really good. I mean, really work really well together. And this is only uh, Wendy's second, right? Yes, because the yeah. episode at the end of season five so was Wheel in like, Space. So they're clicking, like, right off the bat. Like, and we haven't, we still haven't, I still haven't seen Wheel in Space. So this is my, this you is You like, and most you know, of the modern population. Yeah, like, yeah. This is the earliest <laughs> I've seen. This is the earliest I've seen Zoe. Uh, and uh, and she's, she's great. They're fantastic. Um uh, yeah, so I could, you know, that the, the dominators, I mean, it's five parts, but you know what? If it was six, I wouldn't complain because I love this crew so much. It's like if they want to extend the story, that's fine. <laughs> if they want to have more scenes of like Jamie and the doctor bumping around in, in, a, in a little <laughs> shuttlecraft, and that's that was fine. the best part. That was the best part of Serial. <laughs> that, that's, that's fine. I, you know, I, uh, you know, I mean, we'll talk about the rest of it, but just, just this crew alone. I mean, I would I would sit there and watch them read the phone book. Mm, exactly. Yeah. There's actually there's a story about why it's five episodes and not six. Oh yeah. Which they would normally be. It was supposed to be six episodes, but the BBC and executives and in their infinite wisdom <laughs> decided kind of arbitrarily that uh, they didn't like uh, the story that much. So they were gonna. So they decided they would just cut out an episode, and so they brought in somebody to kind of just slash and burn and and um, stitch together the fifth episode to make an ending. And uh, the writers were not happy. They were not even informed. The original oh, wow. writers. It was a duo. Yep. And so they pulled them. They they refused to have their name on the episode. Wow. Yeah, they had like a pseudonym, pseudonym name for yes. the pair mm-hmm. they put for the writer credit. Hmm. But they had done some really other fantastic episodes that yeah, I they did wish I could have seen. Fair, mm-hmm. uh, and the Abominable Snowman. Yep. Yes. Yep. I wish and, I could see I mean, what they wanted to, it to be. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And it was, I mean, very stupid on the BBC's part because they pissed off the writers so much that the writers said, we are gone. That's, we will it, never write, write for Doctor Who again. It's interesting, too, because I, while I was watching it this time, I was like going, God, this fifth episode feels rushed. You know, and it ex- and, completely yeah, explains it. it. Yeah. yeah. I, I didn't feel that at all. I was like, I, yeah, I didn't feel like, I mean, maybe I was just finally thinking finally something's happening. <laughs> there, there was a lot of walking around and moving boulders. I mean, but, it, uh, it, you know, it's a it's a typical multi part story yes. of the early era. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it didn't it didn't feel to me any more disjointed than a lot of the others we've we've reviewed uh, that have been you know a little bit longer than they needed to be. Well, they also there was also controversy because they wanted to merchandise the quarks. Oh my god! As, as yeah. in how the Daleks had been merchandised. Yeah, you know, they were no always comparison. trying to come up. There was no yeah, comparison. It's not even no. close. They the, were always uh, trying to come up with the new Daleks. Yeah, and, uh, and it, it this, was not going to work. And this time, the Quarks is like, no, no, that's a marketing fail. Like yeah. that. That I think is the biggest fail of this story. Is the Quarks just look awful? I don't know what they look like in color. But black and white, they just look. Yeah, yeah, I don't think so, Mike. (laughs) 
they, they they look junky and just yeah i they were the weakest part for me i actually uh I actually dug the Dominators outfits. Yeah. Uh, they reminded they reminded me of like Warhammer forty thousand. They were pretty intimidating. Um, actually. So yeah, so Chuck and I were just binging Foundation because we are finally being able to catch up on our sci-fi, and we were talking about how like the Dominators and the Dulcians, their costumes would fit like right in with the Foundation world and mm. all the weird costumes they would wear. No, and it it was awesome because they. They almost felt like they were giant bullets in some ways, you know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it's like it's like literally they were like the big bullies, so they had the high collars and everything like that. And it's just they fit the characters perfectly too. Oh yeah. They were yeah. I love the two guys that, that played the two dominators. They were fantastic. Yeah, the two actors and, and the back and forth between them, that worked for me as well. I, I really thought that uh they were pretty great. I didn't I didn't like the quarks and I didn't think much of their spaceship. Um but those two guys sold me on the dominators and I don't it doesn't seem like the Dominators have ever been used since then. Is that am I wrong nope. about that? Nope. I don't like, think they have. Like, I'm not even not, sure they've shown up in Big Finish. That's what I mean. Like not in the comics, not in Big Finish or whatever. And I'm like, wow, that seems like a big like <laughs> miss opportunity, I would think. Because they're Cause I find them pretty one. interesting. I mean, yeah. just as interesting as anybody else, really, but Yeah, I'm looking yeah. and I don't see, there's no other reference, like usually in Wikipedia and stuff, it usually says if the characters appear in other big Finnish adventures or in yep. the, uh, comics or something, and we don't get anything about the Dominators. They were just, no. like, they were that's just. A, that's a great thing they can use in the next se- season. Yep. But Bring I, those yeah. Dominators but back. If I remember correctly, and it might have been, you know, something I imagined or something. I remember seeing the Dominators and a Quark um, action figure in the three-quarter inch Doctor Who era. Really? Oh wow! That would have that ah. I wonder. Yeah, but if who I wants find a, that? Who wants a Quark action figure? I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, if it came with a Dominator, I'd take yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, I have to say, I would get it. <laughs> I think I could resist. Yeah, just, just for the fun of it. Just for but the yeah. fun of it. But yeah, but I mean, it does actually make it even funnier and really great when um, Jamie and Cully are running around blowing up the quarks. <laughs> yes. Because yeah. it's just so much fun watching them, uh, you know, run around the hills and throwing rocks at the corners. Oh, those, gi- those boulders. giant boulders, yeah, falling <laughs> down. Ah! Actually, yes, there was a Dominator action figure. That's funny. And a quirk. So, yeah, I think wow. the main reason the quirks didn't work is because they were purely robots and basically slaves, for lack of a better word. They were. They were their muscle, in a sense, um, with some of the stuff they could do, whereas the Daleks were menacing and had their own thoughts and made their own evil plans. I think that's where they missed it. It's not, let's look at this cool robot. It's, look at this creature that happens to be inside of a shell type of thing. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. I think the, the quarks are just tools and the Daleks are characters. Right, and it, and it you know so. it makes a big difference. Oh wow, that is a quark! Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's that that lives up to what I imagined a quark would look like. Color, yeah. I love. Yeah. 
I mean, it looks like it was made. That's even of, more you know, boring. You know, it's like, like exactly. four, it's like on a four pixel. Remember the the pixel games? Yes. Where everything was just squares. That's what it looks like. Exactly, and they didn't. They weren't even creative about the arms. They had the arms, and they just and, folded in. Exactly, and when they recharged, the arms went in, <laughs> and then they were back to you know destroy and everything. It, You'd think at least in color, they'd like give their little crystal thing some kind of color, like purple or <laughs> or a glow or something. Yeah, it would have been really awesome. Glowing purple, rain, rainbow. That parts. would have been cool. I could have yeah. been really for that. <laughs> but yeah, but it was it was interesting and everything. Um, what did you guys think of the characters other than the Dominators, the folks on the planet? Um, the one guy whose name I am blanking on, who is taking the folks out on his little boat thing to have an adventure. Oh, that's <sighs> Cully. 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 Yes, yeah. he was fantastic. I really enjoyed him and his character a lot. Yeah, it's funny because he was written as, and and they kept referring to him in the script as very very young, much younger than the actor actually was, and he was supposed to be. I, basically, I think he was supposed to be like the 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 head guy's son in his twenties, who was you know rebelling against his father and then they cast an actor in his 30s yeah but but the guy did such a good job he really did and i mean the the, the guy they cast as his dad was old enough to have been his dad so i mean yeah it seemed seemed to fit for me and it's interesting too because of the era that this came out in 1968 this was the era of the beaten after the beatniks but this was the hippies and this was also you know, all the different characters like that. And you had a, a peace loving society and, you know, basically showing this is what's going to happen to the earth. If, you know, the hippies take over and, you know, <laughs> yeah, Star Trek did that too. It's like, there was this sort of anti hippie, uh, wave, uh, of, of things. But, um, yeah, I think it would be done a little bit differently now. Um, but still, I mean, it was, it was, it was fair, um, but talking about the uh, the character and the actor Cully, uh, he's played by Arthur Cox, who I recognized right away. Um, I've seen him in a lot of other things. He's really a great actor. He's been in Doctor Who fairly well. Uh, I don't want to say fairly recently, but he was in the Eleventh Hour, um, so he's he's been in Doctor Who a few times. Uh, but uh, I've known him uh, as. He, he's been in just a ton of stuff. If you pull up his IMDb or whatever, he's just been everywhere. So he's uh, he was a pretty welcome sight. But um, but yeah, I thought he was the standout for me as far as the the that race of people. Um, I can't the the Dulcians, 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 right? Um, <laughs> which sounds like you know <laughs> dull. Like, yeah, well, <laughs> exactly. Dulcians are or uh, docile, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that they're they're not warlike. They're not 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 really a threat. So um, it's dull and docile smushed together. But I dull but science. I I really like the uh, you know the there was that hippie mentality, that peace loving mentality, but also that that really kind of satirical look at like the way things in higher up 
work where people don't want to decide on anything and they just debate it forever until yep. like until the issue goes away or something like it's just uh it's well, really frustrating very familiar and relevant yeah, oh yeah absolutely. exactly it's absolutely like growing up with my parents what do you mean <laughs> yeah so well, i mean there there's a there's pacifism and there's rolling over yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know there's a line there and uh, you know they they were basically using pacifism as as an excuse not to do anything. <laughs> yeah, I mean it says something about a race who's like we're just gonna you know explode nuclear weapons just just to see what happens. Like <laughs> we're not at war or anything. We're just gonna. Yeah, we're just gonna. We're test just gonna. Them. Yeah, we're just gonna test them on this island just, just to, because just because we can. Um, yeah. So. Um, but I, uh, but you know, I thought it was an inter- interesting contrast, especially when the one dominator finally shows up in their in their capital city and uh, and and confronts them. Uh, I did like that scene. I thought that was fun. That was that was pretty hilarious. They're like, "Well, you're here. You can't do this to us. This is our country. You have to do how we are." And oh, no, that's not how it works. <laughs> yeah, it's like you know, if you just asked. We would have given you whatever, you know. It's like, but they were not dominating you. <laughs> exactly. You're not getting exactly. it. I know. It's, it's just so the funny. <laughs> There's a reason they call them dominators, you know. <laughs> You know, exactly. And there's there's websites about that, Mike. You could find that out, you know. So. Well, and it's really funny the way uh, the, uh, those are not safe for podcasting. Exactly. Um, but uh, um, but I liked uh, the, the quote unquote security guy when he's like laying out. OK, the way I see it, we have three options. We can either fight. No, we can't fight. We don't have weapons. We can give in. Or we can, what was the other one? Uh, but there was like three options and they were all like just ridiculous. And it was just like, because <laughs> they just had no, yeah, we will just have to submit. They that was the, that was no the option. I mean, they, they had no concept. They, they even say that. So they're like, at the end, they're like, well, I guess we'll just have to do what you say. <laughs> yeah. We don't really have, we don't get really okay. fight, fight you. We I don't want to fight. Dominant- the dominator guy just looks disgusted. <laughs> yes. like, oh man, he really did. He's taking like... all the fun out of it. <laughs> well, and there was the one I, I think it was Toba who kept on just wanting to kill everybody, kill them all, destroyed. kill them all, destroy, destroy. <laughs> and poor Rago was just like, "Did I tell you you could do that? No, sir. No navigator. You didn't exactly." And so it was just like. The power struggle between them, you know, was also a whole another story yeah. in itself. Well, that's actually one of the reasons why it made them such good villains, because they were fighting among themselves the whole time. Yeah. And it just made them more interesting characters. Exactly. Right. And then, the, you know, with the beginning being so farcical where they're, uh, you know, they're grabbing Jamie and testing him and thinking that he's like the like average person on the planet, you know. And, uh, yeah. I love how... Like <laughs> the dominators refer to uh, the inhabitants of the planet as aliens. It's like they've already they've already think in their mind that they own the planet, so that anybody else on the planet is an alien. I'm like, that's not how that works. <laughs> and everyone else was primitives. That's, very- that's a very colonialist point of view, though. <laughs> you're, you're the aliens uh, because you're the ones who, yes, are from uh, somewhere else. Exactly. This is already your land. You know, this is our land. We just landed here, yeah. but we've already won. <laughs> You know, exactly. <laughs> even though they yeah. were planning on destroying the planet for fuel anyway, you know, everyone on the on the planet was going to be destroyed. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, they they were deciding whether or not they were worthy enough to grab all the people first to use as slave labor. Um, and then they realized that, no, these people are not even, they wouldn't make Just good slaves. <laughs> yeah, they're not shoulders. worth it. They're, they're not, not worth the effort. Yeah, yeah. Their plan was diabolical right from the very beginning. And, you know, these were not meant to be nice people. And I don't know if they were meant to be recurring villains or because, you know, they they kept on saying, oh, we've conquered seven galaxies already. And That's yeah, a lot. Yeah. Oh, very much so. And so they were <laughs> and they've never then been heard from again. And that's the right. thing. That's <laughs> the thing I'm surprised by. I'm like, this seems like a great opportunity. They were pretty cool um, in their debut. Certainly, yes, the quarks need some work, but I I would love to see these guys back. Yeah, just leave the quarks out of it. You don't need them. <laughs> no, no, no. Here, just, here's what they need to do. They need to improve the quarks, and the quarks took over, so now they're in charge, and the dominators are being are dominated. Yep. <laughs> dominated. The dominators work. are being dominated. Maybe that's secretly what they wanted the whole time. <laughs> wow. They're just misunderstood. Big issues there. <laughs> but they're feeling much better now. <laughs> um, I also really wanted to point out, I love the scene. Uh, you know, we talked about doctor moments that we love. Uh, there's a scene where the second doctor uh, is trying to convince that the aliens, that he's not as bright or as smart as, you know, everybody else or like... Uh, like everybody else combined. So he has to like dumb himself down. And that is just so hilarious. <laughs> I really liked his face as he, uh, right before that, when he was like, I wonder which one is more important to be dumb or stupid. Uh, <laughs> exactly. To be smart or or um, intelligent or stupid. Yeah. Yep. And then he's like, you know, then he tells, uh, you know, uh, Jamie, like in typical fashion, like, look, if, if, if I'm, if I play stupid, then they'll underestimate underestimate me. That's the that's the Columbo thought of, right, <laughs> of like, right. getting things done, right? <laughs> Just one uh, moment, please. You know, but he's really good at that as well. I think the I think Troughton's doctor is probably the best doctor that does that. I think some of the other doctors attempt to do that as well. Sometimes come across as not as smart as they are, just yeah. so that they're um, underestimated. But they don't. They don't do it as well as, as Troughton does. No. No. No, exactly. And it's pretty awesome because he had him thinking that he was the, the idiot on the planet. He was like the, the stupid one. He couldn't even put the blocks in the right hole there. Exactly. And so it but, was funny. But we well. can't follow you because we can't leave this space. And it's like, just jump. And it's like, like oh <laughs> <laughs> he just sells it he, yes he totally sells it like oh it's so simple why did i think of it mm-hmm, exactly and that's it's it's awesome and it makes me realize how much i love him as the doctor he absolutely he was just brilliant and how different he was than hartnell's he defined the rest of the doctors uh, oh so very good. much so. yeah yes. yeah yeah, yeah absolutely. Change. Yes. Yeah, I, I, it's you know the doctor uh, Hartnell might have said oh, obviously he set the bar right, but um, but I think it's one of those things where the Troughton comes in and and makes it so much his own that it gives the opportunity the freedom for other actors to come in and do their thing rather than trying to imitate what Hartnell did. No, exactly, and 
I couldn't even imagine if having to have to step into Hartnell's shoes and that must have been hard as hell and by this point this is what this is his third season of doing Doctor Who already Mm -hmm. so he's he's so comfortable being the doctor and this is the beginning of his at last season and this is his it was his second is it Jamie's second season um Jamie came in halfway through his first season Okay, gotcha. With the Jamie was with them pretty much the entirety. Yeah, almost. The almost. Entire yeah, yeah, because their their act is is perfect. <laughs> exactly. Yes, is that right? Because yeah, it's so awesome smooth. Because yeah, yeah, I think Highlander was the th- second or third story of that era. Mm-hmm. And, I think it was the second. Yeah, so, not that we've been able to see it. I've read the Target novelization of it, but I haven't seen anything from it other than a couple stills. Or the scene they had in War Games. So speaking of the Target novelization, we were going to a convention, Conquistorbris actually, um, and Fraser Hines was going to be there. And we stopped Mm -hmm. at the giant bookstore McKay's on the way up there because requirements. As you do. As you do. Every time time there's one nearby, we have to go to it and spend hundreds of dollars. Um, But we have to find um, the Highlander. Um, from from the the original Target novelization, um, or not the Target novelization, the original novelization of it. So um, we had taken that up there, and um, <laughs> we had made our own little Jamie puppet because Chuck uh, has a had a has a fourth Doctor fourth second Doctor costume, um, and, and so he was up there with his Jamie puppet, and he was the second Doctor, and Fraser flipped over the Jamie puppet. So to get um, Fraser's signature in the book, we trade along with some other stuff, we traded him for the Jamie puppet. So Oh, that's awesome. Oh, so we got the Highlander awesome. signed by Fraser Hines and he owns a Jamie puppet that I threw together in like three days. At, uh, <laughs> I do remember awesome. I do remember that's that so year because cool. Mike and I that was our second year at Con K, I think. Yeah, because that um, was that was the year we were at the other uh, the Con K was the other the hotel. hotel. Yeah, yeah, we were upstairs. Right. Mm-hmm. Weird kind of dual thing going. Mm-hmm. But uh, that was a weird hotel. But that was, that was where I met uh, Fraser as well yeah. for the first time. And he was, I mean, he's so great. He's such yes. a great ambassador for Doctor Who. And uh, his the stories, he, he's such a great storyteller. Like, go, if you have a chance, you're a Doctor Who fan, even if you're not a Doctor Who fan, and you get to see uh, him, like, do his thing at a panel... Uh, go because he's so entertaining. Oh, very much so. Mary and I ran into him at Concaster Per. No, at no, uh, Gallifrey. Gallifrey. That's right. Yeah. At Gallifrey, and because he had a table set up selling merchandise. Oh, cool! And we didn't even realize that we were just wandering through the vendor room, and we saw all the Second Doctor stuff, and we were going through the posters, and they had some. We're like, big ooh, family. look at all this awesome! Oh, stuff. This is awesome stuff! And I, all, <laughs> all of a sudden, we heard, "Well, thank you," and we looked up, we and it was Fraser. Right there. <laughs> we're like, our mouths are hanging open. He was so cool, though. He really was great. Yes, and we were like, "Oh, yeah. you're awesome!" And yeah, I still want to meet Wendy too. Uh, yeah, that's too. that's one that I it hasn't worked out. There's been times where I was like planning to go to a convention and either she wasn't she canceled or I wasn't able to go or whatever. But yeah, she's one that uh, still is out there doing the convention thing. Oh, yeah. But uh, um, you know, but it, she's great. 
It's interesting too because she she was going to come to Hulanta one year, and mm-hmm. I think she, mm-hmm. I think something came up that she had to cancel like in the last month or something before. But yeah, it would have been awesome to meet her. It is you know she's so tiny and you know, but it's good. <laughs> but it's awesome. I, uh, I will also point out that uh, you know people on the ESO network are one of our fellow podcasters, uh, Nathan, who does Forty Two Cast. I got a chance to interview her at oh, Chicago cool. TARDIS in 2018. And that was a really good interview. One of uh, I think one of his best shows. So if you get a chance to, uh, if you want to hear more from Wendy about that time period and and that experience, uh, that's a it's a good place to start. Mm-hmm. Nice, very much so. And you know, there's. Tons of times, and you know, and it's pretty awesome because Frasier on Big Finish. A lot of times, when you hear the Second Doctor adventures, yep. he's doing the Second Doctor. Oh man, yep. he does such a great Patrick Troughton, <laughs> so great! Like it, it could be Patrick Troughton for all I care. It, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, because the rapport that you see on screen, my understanding is exactly what it was like on set, like off screen between mm-hmm. them. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. No, it's it's pretty darn awesome, and you know what, folks? The story was good. It what wasn't great, but it was good. It was enjoyable. But the the actors are what made this one for me mm-hmm. a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. The actors and the characters, because as Mary pointed out, uh, Zoe is not your typical, you know, just companion that's thrown in there for screaming purposes or to get in trouble or whatever. I mean, I, and she's constantly doing things that are just so like uncompanionlike at the time. Like you know, when they when they finally put her in a dress, and she's like, "This is very Im- impractical." Like, <laughs> well, it, it was. It wasn't even. It wasn't even a real dress. It was. It almost looked like something out of Playboy in in 1968. Like a negligee. Yeah, it was yeah. very negligee. Yes. Terrible. Yeah. Like the, they had negligees for men too. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah, but the men all looked like the men looked like they were wearing curtains. Like yes. Yeah. Short curtains. Very much so. The the costumes were not flattering at all in this one and not at all like, i think the costume designer should be shot for that part yeah this is this yeah. is one of those ones where i was like i'm glad this isn't black and white because in color this would probably be really horrible to watch <laughs> Even more <embarrassing>. <laughs> <laughs> so at least i didn't get the doctor and jamie into one of those <laughs> did you notice that there's a point where and this is just a little bit of trivia and and when they're going back and forth in the capsule and Patrick Troughton pulls out a bag of jelly babies. Yes. <laughs> That's the first time the Doctor ate jelly babies. Wow. And we do get a use of a sonic. I was about here. to say you yeah. got, got to see the yes. sonic screwdriver also in that. Ah, ah. Doctor, why do you need a sonic screwdriver? There's nothing to unscrew in here. <laughs> <laughs> but man, that thing is used. I, I'm assuming that's what they use to, to like, the whole thing to, to dig, right? Because... I can't imagine them being able to dig such a, like, what did they say, eight feet? In, like, 30 seconds or whatever. Right. Yeah, yeah. in, like, five minutes. Time. Yeah, I think like, it's 12 feet. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, no, that that's not possible. So I don't know. They were crawling out of that hole like they were exhausted. <laughs> well, they, holding they a sonic like, screwdriver and going like this the whole time. <laughs> like, it's tiring. Yeah, the folks listening can't see, but we're doing our arms in a circle. Exactly. <laughs> 
So definitely, you know, those, some people can actually, you know, we'll take a picture of us doing that. And we'll put it up or something. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Uh, what is the? Uh, we'll do a gift. The, uh, <laughs> the Karate Kid thing. Wax uh, on. Wax that's on. it. That's, 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 that's it. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, but it was it was interesting, and you know what, folks, we definitely had fun with this one, and that's what you want with Doctor Who. And so let's go ahead. Any final thoughts before we go ahead and rate this one? Okay. I can't think of anything else. I think we just about covered it. Awesome. So with that being said, one out of five TARDISes, one being the worst, five being the best. Veronica, this is your episode, so you get to go first. I'm going to go with 3.75 Jamie's in a kilt. There you go. That's awesome. <laughs> Wait, does that get its own? Does that get its own ranking? Jamie in a kilt. <laughs> <laughs> that would be that would be a five. But yeah. Episode three point seven five. Not okay. quite a four, but a little more than three. There was, I noticed there was that shot where the where uh, Jamie climbing. is. Climbing. <laughs> That's what you yeah. said. I was oh, very worried. worried. <laughs> Kelly's looking up there, and I'm going. Uh, dude, <laughs> <laughs> I was like thinking He's about got that a big too. smile on his face because <laughs> a real Irish, a real Scotsman does not wear anything underneath. Yeah. It I know. Well. I'm like, wow, this is really progressive. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> it's like, wow, Jamie's just hopping up and down that ladder, and the guy's following behind him. They did. They did have a really good rapport. The two of them, you know, I mm-hmm. did like the scenes where they were just going around blowing up robots. Uh, that was pretty fun. Yeah. Okay, Mary, you're next. I'm going to give it a four. I really enjoyed this one. It was fun. I mean, there's just so much fun watching the uh, Patrick Troughton and Jamie and Zoe. What one of the better, one of the best TARDIS teams of all time. And yeah, it's, it's kind of a basic story, but it's a fun story and it's got good villains. The quirks are terrible, but they're kind of incidental. They're real. They're almost become just comic relief. Yeah. And so it doesn't really matter so much. It's highly enjoyable. I would definitely recommend this as if people are people are looking for Patrick Troughton episodes to watch. I would definitely recommend this one. Okay, awesome, Mikey. Yeah, four for me as well. I mean, it would get a five if the story and everything else was better. Uh, you know, the quirks themselves like knock it down a point. So, uh, um, I think that this is one that I would I would easily show this to someone who's never seen the the Troughton era um it's my favorite team probably not only of that era but of all maybe of all time like just not not like my favorite maybe overall companion but like as a team like the the trio of them working together having adventures uh all the I'm glad that all the episodes are there there's no animation you know the last few times that we've done uh, second doctor stories they've been animated and while that's still fun it's not near as fun yeah, as watching it's not the live near as action. Fun as watching Trout's well, face. Right. Yes. right exactly. <laughs> watching Trout's face, watching him and Jamie sort of interact together and uh, have fun together. And, you know, I mean, I, like I said, I, I could have, I would have, I wish it was six parts because I could have continued to watch this one. Okay. Fair enough. Definitely. I'm going to give this one if three and point seven five also. Because. <laughs> You know, I think it wasn't quite a four. I think the uh, the quirks took that out of that that range. But otherwise, I love the story, and like everyone's been saying, this 
crew on the TARDIS was awesome. And even the final scene in the, in the story, doctor, what about us? We're at the heart of where the volcano is going to be exploding. Oh, we're fine. The volcano. (laughs) (laughs) And that goes right into the mine robbers, which is pretty Mm -hmm. awesome. So I, I loved it. It was, it was great. And like you guys were saying, I would introduce anybody to this season of doctor who truthfully, the whole season, because there's only one storyline that's missing from this one, because that's mm-hmm. the that's the pirates, and you know there's none of those existing, just like little pieces of it. So I don't know if we're ever going to see that one. So yeah. it would it would have been great, but everything else, you know, you have this, you have the seeds of death, which is the ice warriors, you have war games, which is colossal epic yeah it and itself it's never been repeated it's the only 10 episode doctor who you know other than i think that the first doctor had you know a longer a long one also but this is just awesome to be able to see these things and you had invasion you had you know there's just some amazing you know stories in this one and you know this, you know, the invasion sets the tale for the third doctor right there with introducing unit and, mm-hmm. you know, the brigadier and, you know, having, you know, everything laid down for what's going to, what's to come. And, you know, I just love, if you get a chance, folks, watch the season, the, every, you know, watch, start with this one and go all the way through war games. If you can, it's all in BritBox. You can check it out. And, you know, not that we're getting paid for that, you know, <laughs> but, you know it, but you know what we, if, if you get a chance, check it out. It is just awesome. And, you know, and we actually, you know, we'll be back again in two weeks as always. And you know what? Chuck has actually picked his episode. Oh, yes. So we are going to actually, I don't know. Should I leave you guys in suspense a little bit for this one? Or do we want to actually, you know, tell you guys what we're going to be talking about? Because him and I went back and forth, you know, he, (laughs) I felt, I felt so bad for him because he kept on giving me lists of 10 episodes and I kept on going, done that, done that, done that. (laughs) And I kept on telling him, dude, we've talked about, you know, we've talked about, you know, we've done 304 episodes so far. So there's, you know, just a lot of different stuff we, you know, talked about for Doctor Who. So we have settled on one, though, one we hadn't done. And we are going back to the fourth Doctor era, folks. And we are looking at the Leisure Hive. So it's going to be awesome to just talk about Tom Baker. More space hippies. Exactly. <laughs> It's our theme. It's our July theme. I thought it would be perfect for that. So definitely, Mm -hmm. you know, folks, join us then. Of course, we'd love to hear from you guys. Feedback at earthstationwho.com. Let us know what you guys thought. And you know what? Veronica, you did fantastic for your first solo adventure. Yay! You did great. And you didn't have any problem talking or anything, so it was awesome. You know, I guess we know you could talk a lot about Doctor Who from now on, so. Yes. And that's cool. And then also Star Trek and also the monkeys and also, you know, all all this other stuff too, which is pretty cool. (laughs) So that is awesome. How can people find you guys? 
So uh, we, Chuck and I have a uh, puppet company, Felt and Dirty. You can find us feltdirty.com, which takes you to our Facebook page because we don't have a website. Um, and we have two podcasts. Um, we have Earth Station Trek and Monkeying Around, a podcast about the monkeys, which is just getting started. Uh, we're just about to release our eighth episode. So um, mm-hmm. check them out. Just remember that name, folks. You might be hearing a lot about them on the ESO. Oh, yes. Shh. Secrets. Spoilers. Now, <laughs> well, thank you so, so much. It's been great. Thank you for having me. And, of course, let's thank our regulars. Mr. Mike Gordon, thank you so much. We made it through another one. We did. And, as always, it's my pleasure. And Ms. Mary Ogle, thank you. Oh, thank, thank you. you so, thank you so much for having me. This was a really fun one. Anything you want to promote? You can find me at maryogle.com or on Etsy at eVision Arts. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Um, just a little bit of housekeeping and FYI. We are going to be doing, in about a month, we are going to be doing another live episode. And we are going to be doing it. We might even borrow DragonCon reports. Um account and you know use their you know stream yard and actually try doing an actual episode where people we could actually talk to people in real time and everything on the show <laughs> scary. i know it's pretty mm-hmm. scary and we are going to be doing doctor who essentials so you know not our favorite episodes but you know essential episodes of doctor who like we were talking about tonight what we want to do so that is going to be we could officially announce it here that is going to be august 9th at 8 p.m. Eastern up on Facebook. So definitely, you know. And possibly YouTube if we use, uh, right? If we use the <laughs> no, other could, program. We'd have to, inter, inter, there is no YouTube channel for ESW yet. Oh, that's right. So, you know, and I think it would be kind of strange to put Earth Station Who into the Dragon Con report. Yeah, no, I don't want to do that. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I'm sure it's Facebook th- it is. Uh, it will be Facebook for right now. But, you know, we, we'll we'll figure other ways we, that people could find the videos and everything. We might be able to put it that it can go into the um, ESO Network feed uh, channel that we have up on YouTube, which we never use. And, you know, blow off the dust from it. So it might not be a bad idea. So until then, thank you guys for joining us. Be safe. Have fun. Don't listen to any of the rumors about Doctor Who. And you know what? October is coming, folks. That is very true. So until then, my name is Mike Faber. On behalf of myself, Mike Gordon, Mary Ogle, and Veronica, thank you. Thank you so much. We'll see you all soon. Peace. And we are done. Boom. And we're done. You have been listening to Earth Station Who, a bi-weekly pop culture podcast dedicated to all things Doctor Who, featuring talents from across the universe. All topics on the show are the sole opinions of the individual and are used for entertainment value alone. You can subscribe to our podcast up on iTunes, Stitcher, or follow our blog at www.esopodcast.com. You can also follow us up on Facebook, Twitter, or Google+. If you enjoyed the show, please leave feedback up on iTunes. At the 42Cast, we want to bring you everything. And that's why we've jam-packed the next few months with as much as we can. You not only get the same reviews, topics, and interviews that you did before, you also get screen reads where we compare a movie to its source material, or role models where we talk about tabletop gaming. 
it's never been a more exciting time to check out our show. It's your ultimate answer to fandom, geekiness, and everything. So why not check it out? We can be found on most podcasting platforms, and we are a proud member of the ESO Network. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.